Next on BYU Sports Nation, winning without playing. BYU basketball now a consensus at-large bid for the NCAA tournament. Former BYU basketball great Kevin Nixon joins us to pull on the tournament train horn. Plus, Garrett 2J on building the BYU football offensive line. And who's the best dancer out of the football coaches? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. It feels so good in my hood tonight. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, Friday, March 13th. This is how we do it. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with part-time locksmith, Brian Logan. <laughs> nice. Hey, I just want to say congratulations, man. Thank you. Uh, your karma really helped you. Uh, BYU yesterday, um, especially since they didn't do anything. Um, you know, it was just the, the luck and uh, the, the karma, all that good was stuff. Was it luck, Brian? All that good stuff. The heavens opened up and smiled upon thee. Was it luck? It, I, yeah, it was. I was luck. I would say it was luck. You know, I want to remind luck. people of the moment uh, back. Oh man, I think the day after Pepperdine beat BYU for the second time. Mm, okay. I I'm pretty sure I was driving the tournament train alone. Mm, yeah, you were solo. You <laughs> people were diving <laughs> off, man. You you definitely were solo. You stuck with it, man. But I, the opportunity for BYU, as I stated, was still there. Yeah, it was still there. It was, man. I, I, I am just admiring this this face that you have right now. Just this face that you're like, man. I am gloating right now. I told you so, Brian. You didn't know anything. I, you didn't I know what you were talking about. I didn't say any of that. You're putting words in my mouth. I didn't say that. I'm saying that that's what your face is saying right now. Is it? That's what it looks like. It's, it's saying. <laughs> Brian, even your wife agreed with me yesterday. See, yeah, see, I, yeah, my <laughs> wife agrees. You know, it's bad. You know, I got to agree with everything. When Mrs. My wife Logan says. is tweeting at me and being like, hey, Brian, Spencer might be right. I was, I, I was like, no, what are you doing? You can't say that. You know, you got, she had to say yes to her and everything she's, you know, she says or wants. So, of course, she does that. I love it. There are some of you out there that are uh, channeling your inner Princess Bride. Inconceivable. <laughs> oh, it's conceivable. BYU is looking good. As far as tournament status goes, the conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation members. Always welcome. Our Twitter topic today, it is a fill-in-the-blank scenario. Come Monday, BYU will be fill-in-the-blank. First tweet in from at COT underscore BYU football. Dancing with the big boys. They'll be skipping those play-in games and winning at least one to two games, hashtag Spencer was right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, pound sign, Spencer was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. Look. Oh, my Look, goodness. man. Th- look. Right. Even before lucky. yesterday. 25 wins and in, man. All in on 25 come on, wins. Come on, homie. That's luck, dude. That was luck. If 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 it was before the other way around, yesterday, if it was the other way, if it was the other way around, though, we we know we would not be talking about this right now. We know you would not have that big smile. Yes, I on would. your face. No, you would still be nervous a little bit. 
If it was the other no. way around. No. Nope. You don't think so? Nope. Okay. I wouldn't. Again, since December, I've been saying 25 wins and they're in. I don't care what happens, what bubble business is going on around BYU. I, there is no way 25-win BYU team gets left out of the NCAA tournament. Especially not with a win at Gonzaga on senior night. <laughs> <laughs> that one win. That's, how you, that's the formula, ladies and gentlemen, right there. You just play Gonzaga on senior night and win, and you're in the tourney. How many teams are beating Gonzaga, period, let alone on senior let night? On senior night. That's, that gives you the extra boost right there. Here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines besides the great day for BYU on the bubble front. BYU softball sweeping Long Beach State and San Diego State yesterday. They continue their win streak. BYU baseball, a rough night for the Cougar hardballers. They fall to Pepperdine on the West Coast Conference opener 11-3. to They're back at it today to try and even the series on BYU TV live tonight, 8 Eastern, 6 Pacific time. 5 Pacific time, 6 Mountain time. I'm still kind of doing the Vegas thing. Yeah, I haven't made the you're, full, just excited. you're just excited. I haven't made the full transition back from That's Vegas. You excited? You can come in and glow. Yeah, That's you know what, what I do. You know what I feel like doing? Rising and shouting. <laughs> it's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Winning without playing. Things could not have gone much better for BYU basketball yesterday, and they didn't even play a game. Okay, when it comes to their position in the NCAA tournament bubble, it was like the best day ever. Doug Gottlieb at Gottlieb Show, okay, longtime college basketball analyst and very outspoken personality in the NCAA basketball scene, said this on Twitter. Pretty good day in Provo and Murray. Hashtag bubble. Okay, he was referencing BYU and the Murray State Racers, who were well out of the tournament discussion, but because so many things happened, now it's kind of like, wow, could the Ohio Valley Conference get two teams in? I mean, it was that crazy that a team like Murray State now is moving up the bubble discussion. And BYU, even according to Jerry Palm, Brian, longtime BYU proponent, not has BYU as the (laughs) third to last team in. Stuart Mandel had BYU on the outside for a very long time. He's got BYU in. In fact, Brian, can you show me a bracket where BYU is not in the field as uh, of right now? If if it was 24 hours ago, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I can show you a lot. This is this. See, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. Is that because of what happened yesterday, right? Uh, we 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 get all this new these tweets and these all the news, um, you know, all the updated brackets, and BYU is uh, of course in. And the argument was not that they weren't going to get in. The argument was that they were a lock, and they weren't a lock. They, the door was still unlocked yesterday. It is now locked. They if locketh it because they lost it. <laughs> if. Excuse my King James version, but hey. you know what I'm saying, hey. man. You understand? That's, that's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. Is that this was this was this was luck? It, I, I don't really see your argument. I know you can gloat and whatnot, but what do you mean, my your, argument? Your I'm not argument. arguing. My argument was that everybody it, thought BYU was way out of the game, except for maybe the BYU basketball team and coaches and me. We didn't say back we after didn't the say, Pepperdine loss. We didn't say way out. We said a luck. You, uh, you know. Uh, David Nixon said the same thing. Everybody said the same thing, is that they're not a lock. And if you would have came and had some great numbers and some stats and said, if this team loses here, if that team loses there, if that team loses here, this is why, and and, and I think they're going to lose because of this, this was why I think BYU is going to be a lock. But you didn't say that. 
You were nervous just like everybody else. I wasn't else. nervous. We got to see what they're going to do. Are you kidding gonna me? Do. We got to see what they're going to do first. We got to see how this thing plays out. And then we'll see. I see what you're trying to do here. I, I, you're what? trying to save face. And I'm, it's okay. It's I'm a commendable, try, it's a commendable save, effort. I'm not trying to save it's anything, It's a commendable man. effort. I just speak facts. You know, it's black or white. You it's no speak gray. facts. I, I, it's, the, it's no gray area. You speak facts hey, and just, nothing hey, else. Hey, the Bible says you shouldn't <laughs> lie, man. I'm just telling it like it is, dude. I'll tell it like it is, homie. You know, that's all I got. That's all I can do. This has nothing to do with lying and telling the truth. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. That's your fallback. That's your crutch, dude. You bring it back to the Bible. And then it's like, okay, where are we going to go from here? Always. You got to. Where are we going to go from here? Oh, my goodness. I'm just just happy, though. I'm happy for you. You know know why Brian is now having BYU in a lock status? Because of our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Seven. BYU goes 7-for-9 in bubble game results yesterday, meaning seven of the nine teams BYU Sports Nation collectively was rooting against, lost. Listen to this list. Illinois, lost. Texas A&M, upset. Old Dominion, upset. Mississippi, upset. Miami, lost. Texas, lost. Oklahoma State, lost. Unbelievable. Not just that those teams lost, but the way that some of those teams lost, particularly Mississippi and Texas. Yeah, oh, Miss, that was sad. I mean, talk about horrible execution late in the game. I wish everybody could see you right now. You're like a kid in a candy store. Yes. You're like my son Bubbles. at Walmart right Bubbles now. Bubbles were for popping a toy. everywhere yesterday. And, and dude, the, the way you're excited right now, I think, speaks to my point. And you're saying not only have all these teams lost, but the way they lost. I think I Two think of them. I think yeah. that goes to the point of I mean there what there was some the basketball gods you know got in a huddle and said look this is what we're trying to do we want BYU to come in so we're going to you know make sure these teams lose they right here They were in before all of this is my point False Oh my goodness we, that, they they were they had a good this chance is irrelevant. to get in This they is had a irrelevant. good chance to get in You know what The Cougars are the benefactor regardless Okay they were yeah. Guess what Sean Farnham and Jeff Goodman before yesterday of ESPN and Joe Lenardi had him fourth to last in. Yeah, they they were all in, baby. They were all in. Now they're just more solidly now, in the field. Right now they're locked. Right now they're locked. I had him as a lock. Now they're locked. Before I had they, him as a lock. Before yesterday. they had their foot in the door. Now they can close it, shut it. <laughs> you know, turn a knob a couple times. I love being right. <laughs> <laughs> the Cougars, according to the latest blog from Joe Lenardi and his post, Bracketology. One of the last four buys, meaning they're in and not in a play-in game. That doesn't mean there aren't teams today that BYU fans shouldn't root against, and we've compiled a list of five teams that BYU Sports Nation can root against. Two of them, I think, are gimmies. Okay, the first is UCLA against Arizona. UCLA, uh, according to Sean Farnham of ESPN, who is a, a UCLA alum, has no business being in the tournament, and they're going to lose to Arizona. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're not beating Arizona on a no. neutral floor. Okay, so there's one already for you, BYU fans. Indiana against Maryland, another kind of gimme. Maryland's the 13th-ranked team in the country. Indiana is struggling. Don't see them winning in a neutral court situation. So there's, there's two. Purdue and Penn State. There's an interesting matchup here because – the Boilermakers help BYU's RPI, but they're one spot above BYU. Mm. So it's like, do you want so them what to do win you want? or lose? Yeah, win or lose. What, 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 would you, what do you want? I'd like, I would like Purdue probably to, probably to win that game. Probably to win? Yeah. I mean, most, most people might say, well, Penn State. I want Penn State to knock off Purdue. 
Then it's just giving hope to a team in the Nittany Lions that have no business taking stealing a bid. I don't know. It's a wash for me. It's a wash. Then there's Temple and Memphis. Memphis is not a great team this year, but Temple has also struggled late in the season. And the Owls, uh, this, this is a situation just like Texas A&M versus Auburn yesterday or Old Dominion against Middle Tennessee State. Okay. <laughs> Temple has no business losing to Memphis, but yesterday it's like, who knows? Yeah, yeah, who, yeah. who knows? Any given, any given Sunday. Tulsa and Houston, you can root against the Golden Waves. There, there's five or six teams out right now in most brackets, so they're not a real threat right now. But those are the five teams that you want to root against today: UCLA, Indiana, Purdue, Temple, and Tulsa. But so I, I, I mean, I said this, and we could just give it to the fans. If 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 these teams win for you know. Let's say the whole entire situation flips just like yesterday. Um, BYU is still safe, still solid, right? Would you say that? Yes, even if all – yeah, all of them I win. said that earlier today. Even if all five of those teams that you didn't want to win won today. So uh, we can start uh, going dancing right now. We can shimmy, I mean, shimmy, shimmy, it's, shake. It's going to take shimmy, shimmy, something crazy for BYU not to be included in the NCAA tournament. Can we tournament do the field? hokey pokey and turn ourselves around? <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that? Is, is, is that how safe we are? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I felt okay, that right. way yesterday. Maybe not to do the hokey pokey. But now, now I'm absolutely You were feeling... hoping. You were hoping that you're, you're hope. You're hopeful. <laughs> Let's go to the Twitter machine. <laughs> it's Twitter time. Come Monday, BYU will be fill in the blank. At O'Kelly KM. On Monday, BYU will be 12 wins from being dual national champs. He's talking about the BYU women needing six wins to win the national title and the BYU men needing six Ooh, wins to win the national title. Wow. Hashtag blue goggles. Okay, that, put those on, bro. Yeah, I, I, I'll put them on. I, I, need, okay, I need, that, we need both of them O'Kel- on, O'Kelly KM, dude. Okay. Even, we, got the, we got the blue goggles for Ooh. you. That's, that's more. That's, that's yeah, blue. That's, that's blue intense. everything right there. You that's, need... You know, blue, I'm blue, blue, dabba dee, You should, you should dye your hair blue. Holy you should God. wear blue clothes. I mean, everything blue. <laughs> At Coog Jazz fan, I'm guessing he likes BYU and the Utah Jazz, sitting pretty in the big dance with a first round bye and licking their chops, waiting for the next victim. Tell me this, Brian, who wants to play BYU in the first round of the NCAA tournament? Not I. I wouldn't want to at all. They're just. It's, they're playing loose, man. Yeah, they they got the mo- they got the the momentum rolling. I know you know the Gonzaga game and whatnot, but I mean, they're, I think they're playing their best basketball of the season. At Jman four twenty six says they've punched their ticket with a ten seed all aboard. A ten seed back to back years, maybe. Up next, Kevin Nixon, former BYU basketball great, joins us. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join our conversation using the hashtag BYUSN. Tonight on BYU TV, baseball returns. Game number two between the defending West Coast Conference champion Pepperdine Waves and the BYU Cougars. The Waves took game one 11-3 last night. BYU hoping to bounce back and even the series before what we hope is in a rubber match on Saturday afternoon, also on BYU TV. Our Twitter question today is more of a fill-in-the-blank. Come Monday, BYU basketball will be fill-in-the-blank. 
Let's ask our first in-studio guest today, Kevin Nixon, that Twitter, Twitter question. Uh, Kevin, former BYU basketball standout, also the father of current BYU basketballer Dalton Nixon. Come Monday, Kevin, BYU basketball will be fill in the blank. Dancing. Yeah. There's no doubt. Um, I think after yesterday, it's uh, pretty pretty evident. But, you know, I, I think – I think they were in before yesterday. I think they're. I don't want. I don't want to use a catchphrase here, but uh, their body of work kind of stands for itself. And twenty-five wins is is huge. And there's no reason they won't be dancing. Now, when you say you thought that they were in before yesterday, <laughs> you go. mean that you were like eighty-five percent sure that they would get in, and then after yesterday, which is today, you feel that they were. This is a lock, right? I agree with you completely. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Absolutely. Gotcha. You know, I, I've got my own little, you know, I, I just have to assume since a year ago you asked me to come on and kind of give you my thoughts as well. So I, I'm, I'm calling myself the resident bracketologist. <laughs> Kevin Nixon, our BYU Sports Station bracketologist. Okay. Nice. Minus the, the hairpiece. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, a year ago I kind of said the same thing. You know, we, I felt really good about where we were at. I've got my index. I got a, the Nixon index. You got the Palm. You got the <laughs> Lunardi. You got ESPN, the RPI, KPI, whatever. I've got the Nixon index. How do we subscribe to the Nixon index? It's, uh, I'm, it, it's free, and you're going to hear it right here. <laughs> what I do is I take all 340 some teams. Okay. I take all the bad teams, and I just throw them out. Okay. okay? Nice. There you go. And nice. then you've got uh, really good teams and great teams. And if your team falls in that category, you're in the tournament. BYU's a really great team, really good team. They're in. Nice. They're in. That's it's, a simple algorithm right there. I, I mean, it, it was designed for the BYU fan. <laughs> you know, don't watch games. Don't worry about it. Just just enjoy the ride. Right. They're, they're a really good team. They're in the tournament. Nice. Kevin Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation, former BYU basketballer, hit a 55-foot game winner in 1992 to beat UTEP in the WAC championship game to solidify the Cougar spot in the NCAA tournament. And that kind of brings us to our next topic, Kevin. Being on the bubble and not being able to control your own destiny, what, what is that like as a player when you're going through that? Well, we, you know, after I hit the shot and we won the, the tournament, you know, we were in. We knew we were going to be in the tournament, didn't know who we were going to play. We end up playing LSU and Shaquille, which was kind of a – Tough draw. Good news, bad news kind of thing. Fun, but, <laughs> yep. but quite the challenge. Um, the next year, we lost in the tournament, but we felt really comfortable with where we were at. We'd won our conference, won the WAC conference. So didn't really feel a lot of that pressure. But, uh, you know, as a BYU fan, we kind of sit here and we it it's stressful. I mean, it really is. And you hear, you know, only one top 50 RPI win. You, you hear, yeah. you know – bad losses compared to, to, you know, other teams. And, and, you know, that's, that's the things that kind of sit in your mind. But, but in the end, I always feel like BYU is, is kind of got the name talked about this last year. We didn't have Kyle last year. We have yeah. Kyle this year. They didn't, they didn't have Kyle torn ACL and they still got a 10. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So when you look at the whole thing, I mean, would you rather watch a, a, a middle of the pack power conference team, score 24 points by halftime <laughs> or would you rather watch BYU go score in the 80s and and who knows you might you might see Tyler Hodge go for 40 you might see Kyle Collinsworth get his seventh triple double that's a that's I mean, a legitimate argument absolutely that is a great point how much more stress is it being a parent and kind of being on the bubble watch oh it's uh 
it's way worse. I think <laughs> <laughs> it's way worse. I, cause you want, uh, you know, you want so much for, for your son and you, yeah. you want him to experience the things that you've experienced and, and it's not a given, you know, it's only, only really good teams make it to, to the NCAA tournament, but you want him to experience that and have a chance to go and, and feel what it's like to play in the NCAA tournament. It's a special, it's a special experience. What's that so. conversation like when he's saying, Hey dad, you know this, and I heard this. How hard? I mean, do you bite your lip or do you just tell like it is? Like, hey, no, man, you know, get, be prepared. Dude. We got some <laughs> tissue for you just in case. No, I'm I, I'm a positive guy. I'm like, you guys are in. I felt this way a couple weeks ago, and even even after the Pepperdine loss, and you know, we obviously went on a eight out of nine yep. win run, and even after that, I felt comfortable. I felt good because you know, it felt like things were about to click. Yeah. And had the pieces in place. So, you know, I just told him, hey, whatever happens, happens. But, you know, you're in a good situation. You're on a great team. And in the end, I think you're going to be able to look back and say, wow, that was a great season and we deserve it. I remember as I was watching uh, in the early 90s, the selection show and hoping BYU would get in. It has become just a crazy, crazy scene in terms of national media on, on the sports scene. So. Take take us back to when you guys were waiting to find out where you were playing in the tournament to this situation now. How how has it evolved? How do you view that uh, that the scenario as it's evolved over the last twenty years? Well, I, yeah, and it's it's been twenty plus years ago. It's twenty two years ago was the last one, but uh, you know now they have these viewing parties, and you know the guys will go over to Coach Rose's house, and and they'll have cameras there, and they'll they'll show them whether or not they make the tournament, and when they get when they see the the see BYU on the screen and who they play, it's a it's broadcast everywhere. Um, with us, it was you know we we came over to the Merritt Center and and we heard who we played. You know, it was just kind <laughs> of a, I don't know how else to put it. It was uh, I don't want to be anticlimactic about it, but it was I mean it really wasn't. You know, it was like we knew we were in or we we felt like we were in and and it was like okay who do we play. And then the the next thing was all right where are we going when are we going you know just kind of like like that but it was now it, it it's a spectacle it's a it's a big deal they start talking I mean Joe Lunardi they have a Joe Lunardi for this you know yeah. I mean they have bracketologists for that and they start talking in January about these things <laughs> back then it was like okay who are the teams uh, they won their tournament okay they're in uh, who else? Eh, let's put those guys in all right let's go let's go play <laughs> it seemed that way it's I'm sure it was was a little more special than what I'm portraying, but, so, but similar, it was, it was pretty cool. Similar to your algorithm, right? It's, it's Absolutely. That's, that's probably why yeah, I that take on that. That sounds good. Let's just put them in. <laughs> put them in. So, so we obviously all agree that BYU is now a lock. Today they are a lock. Um, what kind of success can this BYU team find uh, in the tournament? I think they're playing really well. I mean, obviously, two weeks ago they beat Gonzaga on their home court. Um, Things didn't go as great in the second half in the tournament, but I think it was pretty obvious that even with things not going as well as they wanted, they were still in the in the game. Um, it was competitive for 32 of the 40 minutes. Yeah, and, and they're playing great basketball. So yeah. that's what you want to do. You want to be peaking at the right time. There's a lot of teams that uh, maybe peak in January and, and kind of tail off, and you, those are the teams whose bubbles are bursting. So I feel good about where we're at. Um, I think – Depending on matchups, I see us as a team that can win a couple of games, get into the Sweet 16. We've got the talent to do it. Here's something we have not addressed yet on the show today that uh, came up in ESPN's Bracketology with Joe Lenardi, and that is, as of this morning, Joe has BYU and Utah playing each other 
in Portland in the 5-12 game. And I think he's just he's got to be fooling with us, you know. <laughs> but what if, what if BYU and Utah had a rematch in Portland in the 5-12 game? What's your reaction to that? Uh, that would just be, that would be so fun. I mean, especially in the West, in Portland, I mean, you'd get a lot of, there'd be a lot of Utes there, there'd be a lot of Cougars there, and it'd be, people would be talking about it a lot in in three days. I mean, it, the, <laughs> the hype would be pretty crazy, but uh, I think advantage BYU. We've played them once, and um, I like the way we're trending. Um, they've, you know, they they had a, a good win last night. They worked uh, Stanford over pretty good last night, but have struggled the last six games. Uh, losing half of those games. So I like the, the direction we're going. I think it would be a good match. I think they're a great team. Coach K does a great job, but I, I, li- I would like our chances. But, it, man, it'd be fun. Here's the thing. Does Utah, does Utah want to play BYU? I can't imagine no. that Utah would be excited. No. Oh, man, we drew BYU in the first round? Yeah, they wouldn't want to play us in the f- – they wouldn't want to play us because they, we, we've already played them. And um, the fact that they beat us, you know, obviously we'd be a little more motivated – not that you would need any more motivation in an NCAA tournament, right, but yeah. but um, but you have that uh, the rivalry. I mean, you got to think. I I we, I'd love to play them. I I hope that's how it works out. I think it'd be a lot of fun <laughs> for a lot of different reasons. But um, but yeah, I, I I can't imagine them wanting to play us. No, I I can't either. That would be so much fun just around the community. And I mean, I, I remember when I played, and I don't know how it was with with, with you guys. Um, but we had to wrap up the, the statues and, you know, just to be safe, right, they weren't coming down and painting stuff red. I am down to go and do some things, you know, <laughs> maybe not to uh, – for fun, right, you know, not, nothing nothing major. I don't know, maybe get, like, some blue Kool-Aid and, put, and dump it in the pool or something. I don't know. I think it would be pretty fun. Give me a call. Think- <laughs> right. Give me a call. I'm with you. Let's, let's link up after this day. <laughs> Kevin Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation, former BYU basketball player. His son Dalton plays on the current BYU. BYU basketball team. When you look at the progression that this team has made throughout the season, where do you pinpoint the one biggest improvement that the team in general has made? Wow, that's a that's a good question. I, you know, coach Rose spent much of the year trying to figure out kind of who was going to play, how it was going to fit in the system, a lot of new guys. Yeah. A lot of uh, young guys that he tried to to infuse into the into the program into the system. Um, you know, it's you know, it's hard for me to say this because it was it was when Dalton went from a starter to a non-player, but that was really the turning point. They found Josh Sharp stepped in and played great, gave him a spark. Uh, it seemed like about that time, Corbin started really catching on, uh, really feeling more comfortable about where he needed to be on the floor on both ends, uh, rebounds started improving, block shots, you know, you could see the potential. Um, you know, Ty, Kyle, Chase, Skyler, all really solid and and kind of know their role and, and fulfill it great. Uh, Frank started stepping up. I mean, just, you know, guys started started playing better at that point. And, and I kind of point to that, to the Pepperdine game after the loss to Pepperdine at home when, 
we've gone on a on a winning streak, and that's the thing. And they've we've won, we've played really well, and we're right where we need to be. So that I think that's the that was the turning point. So I I, I definitely think that the rebounding and and finding you know the the, the mix with the bigs definitely helped. Um, as far as where they most improved at, where do you think that uh, they can continue to improve, uh, especially going to the tournament? Well, it's I think for them it's always defensively. Yeah. Um, there's always going to be there's always going to be matchups that are going to you know every team every team he plays different and what they do is different and so uh, game planning for them is going to be is always going to be the challenge. Um, you know I think they would even admit they're not a great defensive team but they've gotten better and they've improved. Um, but for them to have the success that they need, I mean, they can score. I mean, it's yeah. in ridiculous amounts. Um, defensively is, is where, they have to, where they have to continue that improvement. Kevin Nixon, BYU Sports Nation resident bracketologist, self-proclaimed at that, <laughs> and uh, creator of the Nixon Index on BYU Sports Nation. We appreciate the time, man. Thank you. All right. We'll keep this tournament discussion rolling up next, but not before we take a timeout with the new sensation, BYU Rugby Uptown Funk and Luke Maki. If you haven't seen the lip sync, you need to see it. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> Go watch it now. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. We remind you, BYU baseball in Game 2 of a three-game weekend series against the defending West Coast Conference champion Pepperdine Waves. Game 2 will be tonight, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain Time. I'll be on the call with Gary Scheide. Dave McCann and Gary have the Saturday matinee in Game 3. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Brian, you want to go with number one? Um, the fact that Spencer was very, very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Best uh, day ever for uh, BYU on the, the bubble. The, the fact that uh, BYU is now locked in, yes, I would say that. Is now, yeah, now locked in. We, we agree on that right now <laughs> at this very moment. We do agree on that. BYU softball wins two games yesterday against Long Beach State and San Diego State to keep their win streak alive. The ladies back to work today. Joining BYU Sports Nation now is Luke Maki. Welcome back to Studio B, Luke. BYU Rugby again in the local media making noise uh, with, the, with the music video. How you doing? <laughs> doing good. Doing super good. Uptown funk. Okay, that's... Uh, <laughs> the con- <laughs> Look, you're... Th- you're the consensus number one team in America, so apparently that kind of makes you feel like, hey, let's just go lip sync music video. You, do you feel like you can do anything right now? We're feeling a little bit funky. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. No. <laughs> we, just, uh, we just thought it would be funny and got together a bunch of guys and, and thought we'd throw together. So Who's, Whose idea was that? I mean, if you got, like Spencer said, you guys are the number one team. Maybe there's not a, a, a true threat to you guys right now, so you got a lot of time on your hands. How in the world do you guys brainstorm and come up with this idea? Well, actually, it started uh, on Valentine's Day, you know. Okay. Um, wow, this has been a project in the making it's for a been, while. It's been a project in the making. We only, we only kind of threw it together this last week, but uh, we had uh, Tyler Huxford on the team. He's just a master with that kind of stuff, and he posted, oh, my gosh, there's the video. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's the guy kind of in the front right now. Um, he, uh, he posted a little Valentine's dance similar to this. Uh, with some of his roommates, and uh, it went viral. Got, I mean, oh, I don't know, 
semi-viral, got 80,000 views just in, in a week. And, uh, and so we, we thought, hey, this would be a good idea for the team to just get together and do. And, uh, oh, yep, here come the leashes. <laughs> this, is, this is absolutely hilarious. We're walking dogs. We're dusting to taking dirt off shoulders. Yeah. This is this is really impressive. What I want to know is how much time went into the practice and you know who uh, choreographed this thing. Give me the details. All right, Tyler is the mastermind of this. He is a master. So he did everything. No, he did everything. Okay. Honestly, the guy is a champion. He, uh, I don't know, he's just coming up with the dance moves on the spot. It, it, honestly, the takes from one take to another to maybe one take took probably five ten minutes each and so the guy that's why a lot of it is kind of like yeah maybe just uh looks like thrown together but it's just funny so tyler will have a career maybe when he's done playing graduating uh with britney spears choreographing some (laughs) some of her dance moves this is really good yeah oh yeah he's the man Oh my goodness, we uh, we have tweeted it out at BYU Sports Nation, so uh, you, you need to go take a look. I've also sent it out at my account uh, a little while ago at Spencer underscore Linton. Great stuff from the BYU rugby team. Consensus number one team in America. One more question uh, about dancing and things related to that before we move on to the actual sport that you have dominated <laughs> in. Who's who is the best dancer on the team? Oh, that's a tough question. I'm probably going to have to say John Condy. The man's a genius. He is a he is a dancing wizard, and so if a you, dancing wizard. Yeah, he's a dancing wizard. He's uh, he's the man. So John Condy, <laughs> if you ever want to look, he's just so smooth, man. You, I mean, you get people who've got moves, but uh, John Condy, he's just smooth when he does it. <laughs> what about Coach Smith? What, what was his reaction? Can we ever see him? In one of these videos? Oh, he, he was begging to be in the video. But, you know, we have auditions. And so. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make the cut. He didn't make the cut. Yeah. Sorry, I'm Coach. Step up the game. Just got to step up the game, Coach. Luke Mocky <laughs> with us of BYU Rugby. The Cougars preparing for St. Mary's again this weekend. The Gales have a good program, Luke. Uh, what's the toughest part about matching up with them? You've already, you've already beat them once this year. But what's, what's the toughest part about the Gales and the, the game that they bring? Yeah, well, I, I honestly think this year from the um, – or the years that I played for BYU Rugby, uh, St. Mary's is probably our biggest competition this yeah. year. And, uh, and they just bring a real physical game. They, um, they're really good at their defense, like getting up in one line, and they're super organized in that. But as well as in, in attack, they, um, they've, got, they've got their stuff together. And so they, they're coming up. They have, they're very organized. They're um, halfbacks and, and kind of uh, field uh, um, directors are, are, are really good. So. So, so you guys played them last game and uh, were down by a little bit at the half, and, and you guys were were able to find a way to, to pull through and, and get a victory. Uh, what do you guys have to do this game to uh, make sure that doesn't happen again? Yeah, I think a lot of it is just is just focused within the game. Sometimes um, when a ref makes a bad call or when something happens on the field, the tendency is to put, shift the focus to that. Yeah. But I think it's just to continue to play our game no matter what happens. If they score, that's fine. We continue to play our game and we don't uh, kind of get uh, out of our heads, you know. Um, mm-hmm. They talk a lot of practice about keeping a blue head instead of a red head. And so, <laughs> yeah, so maybe like not being like a hot head but just staying cool. <laughs> whole time that you works. know that keep works. a blue head that works keep with BYU. Head. that's outstanding <laughs> that's at BYU amazing. how is the health of the team I mean I we talked to Johnny Linehan Johnny Rugby and and he's looking clean cut and fresh and Luke you're looking the same way like thank you sir. How, how do you how do you stay this way in such a physical sport 
Well, it's tough. We actually uh, have sustained quite a bit of injuries in the last two weeks, um, and so it's been it's been tough. You know, I, I try to stay away from tackles, and so, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's maybe how uh, I don't it's have one any way cuts and bruises it. on yep. my face this year. But uh, but yeah, no, a lot of the guys have have gotten hurt, and so it's been a it's been a tough season that way. So I think just resting up and and getting everything. Uh, healed up is probably our goal right now as well. We wish you the best of luck against the St. Mary's Gales and uh, also in taking your uptown funk lip sync <laughs> music video worldwide, man. Thank you. It's a, it's a sensation. Luke Mockey with us as BYU approaches what they hope will be a fourth consecutive national championship in rugby. That's all they do is win national championships. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student athletes, including Luke, are role models. Leaders, graduates, and champions be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com. And, of course, welcome to the club. Up next, BYU Spring Football with Garrett 2J, the offensive line under the microscope. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton alongside Brian Logan. Nice. You should be a rapper, man. Right? Or a DJ. Only, only for my album, though. You could be my engineer. Maybe I could rap. We could both do a little duo. I think it would be fun, man. Cougar album. Let's do it. Let's have some raps, man. We need to get Skylar Halford on. He's got a new nickname, DJ X Factor Flex. See, we get, Skylar's on. I think I think Brandon Bradley, Preston, all those guys can, be, can, can have a future on it, man. You remind it. you, BYU Baseball tonight against Pepperdine Game 2 of 3, 8, p.m. Eastern, 6 Mountain Time. Tune in on BYU TV for live baseball coverage of the Cougars and Ways. We welcome into the studio what we've talked to him before on the show, but just never in Studio B. BYU offensive line coach, recruiter extraordinaire, Garrett 2J. Coach, welcome to Studio B. I love it. I love the titles. Love the titles. <laughs> it's good to be here. Do you have a nickname? Several. Okay. Tell us your favorite nickname. Uh, I think the one that I got actually when I was here as a player was Hollywood. 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 So, and I he should be on the rap album. <laughs> yes, we got to have Hollywood on there. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I have no idea. We, we could even title the song Hollywood. <laughs> hey, listen. A guy that wears the Miami Vice outfit that you rocked uh, at the Miami Beach Bowl deserves to have a nickname like Hollywood. Yeah. How many recruits right. did you pull in from wearing that outfit alone? <laughs> that, that went a long way. Actually, helped a lot down in the Dallas area. <laughs> they, they were very fond of that down there, so it was it went a long way. Nice. What are some of the the nicknames that the players call you? I uh, don't know. None of them had the courage to say it to my face. <laughs> so I'm sure there are a few. I but. don't know that they ever will have the courage <laughs> to say those to your face. Garrett Tuje, offensive line coach, BYU football with us in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, uh, let's go ahead and bring back the recruiting day celebration because this was an amazing effort to uh, to bring in what you did. Uh, it was a crazy combined collaborative effort to to bring in such a class. Now, among the coaches who were celebrating in that dance video, who's the guy that has the best moves? Got got to be the head coach, Bronco Mendenhall, Bronco. right in the middle. Just stirring the chili, <laughs> getting it going. So it was fun to see Coach doing that and uh, have a good time. And you're right, it was a celebration. It was a total celebration. A lot of hard work and effort going into that day. And, man, the support was, was unreal. Having the old guys or old, the, the experienced guys come back and introduce the class. It was a great environment. Get, you know, just big time. Get you chills, get you fired up about the tradition of BYU football. 
Yeah, Coach, we, we were really excited to see just the work that you put in and, and the offensive linemen that you were able to, to bring on. And, and we talk about uh, T. John Caroma and his success yeah. you know, uh, that he's had. Do you see anybody in this class having that same type of success uh, this year? Yeah, you know, um, really excited to see what J.J. Nwigwe is going to bring in. Um, talented young man, uh, unbelievable work ethic. You know, going through the whole recruiting process, having a chance to watch him wrestle kind of the same cut of cloth of Tijon. Um, and I'm really excited to see what Jacob has to bring. Um, Jacob Jimenez, you know, very uh, analytical, very thought out when he does things, but he can play physical. And uh, I'm fired up to see what D has to do too. I mean, I love getting guys in from the state of Utah, hard edge, works really hard, kind of an overachiever type, uh, going to do the dirty work. So I'm excited. I think the, the biggest uh, upside would be J.J., I think I'm, I'm really excited to see what he brings. I'm on him every day to make sure he's ready. Right. So before those guys get into camp and it really gets going in the fall, you're now in spring football, and you bring back pretty solid line, yeah. Coach. I mean, we're talking about a freshman All-American and T. John Caroma that is one of the anchors. Riker Matthews, Tuni Canucci, Louis Lapuaho. You got Jeterius Goalie coming over yeah. now, switching to make the offensive line. And uh, Aletto, Wilcox, how do you feel about the status of the offensive line right now in spring ball? Yeah, good. You know, and it, the, the foundation of being set and what we're trying to accomplish in the spring is really good. And again, it helps tremendously having examples to show the younger guys that have joined the program on how to do things with that experience that we bring in. So, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great environment. You know, we got to work on establishing that depth. Um, but, you know, the first couple guys, I love it. There's going to be competition. Uh, guys fighting, you know, Riker um, coming back. He's doing really good. He's missing out on spring ball. But, man, he's you can see him sitting in the room getting kind of nervous because guys, Louie's having an unbelievable spring and getting better with every day. Brad Wilcox stepping up at tackle. So it's fun. Tijon, you know, getting him to work on the finer things of his game so he can perfect his craft. And uh, it's a lot of fun to be around those guys, but, you know, it's always fun to ruffle their feathers and <laughs> tell them that there's guys coming in to steal their jobs. So. Oh, I would, I would always hate that, man. I, I remember going into my senior year, and this is when, when Coach Hill was here, and he was like, yeah, man, we're bringing in some JC corners. They're like 6'3", and like, oh, you've got to say the height, right? <laughs> always, always make you nervous, but competition is, is really good. And, um, you know, so good to hear that. Uh, Coach, with, with, with Taysom having the injuries – um, is, is there a, a different approach uh, to how you guys are going to, to protect him this year? Does that change up any strategy and how you're able to, to coach these guys? Yeah, I think you know as a, as a coach, you, you got to protect got to protect your gold. And um, Taysom's done an amazing job of getting his body ready to do the things that he can do in practice. And you know, one of his greatest traits is his legs. I mean, his arm has come amazingly far over yeah. the spring. It's so much fun to watch. You know, the the seven-on-seven stuff that he does and and his reads and his keys. But Taysom's Taysom. He's very dangerous with his legs. And, yeah, you want to utilize that, but you also want to protect it. So as an offensive staff, we've done a bunch of things to create offense that can utilize both his talents in his arm and his legs. And it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun getting up on the board, drawing things up and going over it and seeing what we can do and what we can't do and a little bit more emphasis, you know, on Jamal and our tailback runs. So, yeah. So there's there's a, a drill uh, for that DBs that we that we uh, run in practice called the placer drill. When the quarterback scrambles, uh, we just stick to the receiver and we just follow him wherever we, we go. And in practice, it absolutely sucks because your knees are burning, your legs are burning. <laughs> yeah. 
I almost I just had this vision of you guys doing a similar drill with Taysom because he's out there scrambling. Right. Absolutely, got to do. It. I mean, got to it, it's keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And, and again, it's just you got to wait for that official to tell tell you that the ball's gone, right. uh, or if you're lucky enough to see it fly over your head. But you just got to keep finding work until until you know that he's either. 25 yards downfield, or he's launched one. So, absolutely, we drill that in, over, over-train that all the time. Coach 2J, Garrett 2J on BYU Sports Nation with us. We're talking about BYU spring football, the offensive line specifically. We like to play the hypothetical game because that's what we do in the media. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you know the drill. I know the drill. <laughs> Taysom Hill said, if there were a game this Saturday, he feels like he is at least good enough that he could – he could go and play. So if you had to start five guys on Saturday to protect Taysom Hill, yeah. right now who would be your starting offensive line? Uh, I, I'd ha- you know, go with uh, uh, Brad Wilcox right now at left. Just because Riker, you know, I, I think he'll be fine. But Brad's done it. He's grown tremendously over the spring, and it's been awesome to have him there. And you got to go with uh, Kyle Johnson. I mean, Mr. Reliable. I mean, the guy, he plays tackle, guard. He, I mean, he's just done an amazing job. For us there, and he's going to end here with you know probably four years as a starter. Wow! And uh, you know, but I don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. I don't <laughs> want him to ever get. Nobody else is here yeah. listening. Yeah. Yeah. So and then Tijon um, holding it down, and what's been really interesting is to watch the development of uh, of his backup. Uh, Parker Dawes done an amazing job, and then Tooney at right guard and Alouie at right tackle. So that would be. I mean, I would be that'd be a fun group to watch. That gets my my blood going, yeah. man. Like that's that's yeah. exciting stuff. Very. Uh, the, the culture in that room has been unbelievable, and guys are getting really close to grabbing other dudes by the throat and telling them that this is how we do things in this room. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Great, great. Yeah, we, we, that's the biggest thing I've heard coming out of uh, I would say winter, not just spring, is is the change in culture and. I know that the um, the strength and conditioning program had a lot to yeah. do with that. Have, have you seen a difference so far? I know it's only been a few months, right? But have you seen a difference with with your guys and and how um, the, the the new program has has affected them? Absolutely, Coach Wintrick's done an amazing job. Guys are way more lean, uh, bigger body mass as far as good good body mass, way more athletic, way more in control of their body. The thing that I've noticed. Um, in this spring, as opposed to the last two, is there's not very many guys on the ground, mm. uh, and that's a great indication of athletic ability. Nice. Um, in in those settings, obviously, when we go to a scrimmage, then guys are going to be all over the ground. But yep. to be in control of your body, uh, he's done an amazing job. And to think about it, he only really had six weeks. Right, that's so, unbelievable. Yeah, I'm. I can't wait. I mean, I, I love spring. Anytime I can get on the field with my guys, I don't want that to ever end. And you got to treat those 15 practices like gold. Yep. But I'm very excited to see what happens in the summer. I mean, I'm really excited for Frank and his staff. I know that goals coming out of spring football are always on the top of mind. What do you want to accomplish when spring football is over? At least say you have accomplished. Yeah, uh, you know, establishing our belly, establishing our run game back inside again like we did when we were here in 2013 and be a a viable threat with that, protecting the quarterback in our pass, and then, um, you know, not one penalty um, as far as an aggressive penalty fighting, I tell my guys, man, if, if they if they're gonna throw, it's gonna get ugly. They won't have energy to get up the next day. I'll make sure of it. So, working on that discipline is 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 mission critical. Um, and you know, you you want to have that nasty edge, you know, and but you got to know where to stop. Yep. And you got to know where that fine line is. And we're working on that. 
So, Coach, we appreciate the time. We want you to uh, sign our Rise Up flag before you go. We'll have you do that during the break. Yeah. And before you know it, man, September 5th is going to be here. Can't wait. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 176. 176 days away, Coach. That is going to be here before we know it. Lincoln, Nebraska, and BYU will collide in 176 days. Again, Coach, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks. BYU Sports Nation wraps up next with the sounds of the week. Also, some other important things like, I was right. Right, Brian? You were lucky. Lock status. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's get to one of my favorite parts of the show. Sounds of the week. To be watching so steadily from the beginning of the season. It was fun for me to kind of actually read up on all the teams before the season started and kind of anticipate what the prognosticators see will happen. But they, they have to have a special day shooting the basketball to, to win against a team that good. Remember, that's a top 10 basketball team. Just complete and utter happiness uh, to be able to go back to the NCAA tournament this year after our Sweet 16 run last year. I mean, that's been the goal since uh, the beginning of the year. And so it was just complete and just utter happiness. <laughs> I've been around him a lot, and he said it's, it's coming along well. It feels good. But I believe him. I think he could go out there, and he could probably sit back in the pocket and, um, you know, swing the rock around him. Uh, and it's okay. You just keep fighting, and Tyler has a great mentality that the next shot is in. I think the biggest thing you got to figure out is, you know, how to improve on the defensive side. I think offensively we were a machine guys feel comfortable they know how to get shots they know how to get to the basket but uh, defensively is what's really made us good over the last you know six or seven games today's rise and shout brought to you by dexter and dexter help when you need the most dexterlaw.com and it goes to byu rugby for having the innards to put that lip sync together and for spencer lynch and for being lucky man i need to rub you man you touch you get some of this luck luck. karma can I hold your hand? Just <laughs> away from me. Just one. Just, okay, just a pinky. Just a pinky. <laughs> thank you, thank you. There's the pinky. BYU 